Ready Check Radio. Oh yeah, there's the music. That means it's Thursday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. It's time for the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy XIV Square Annex podcast, and we are on the eve of the live letter. The last live letter prior to Endwalker. I mean, we're going to get other information, but this is like... The coup de grace. Four hours starting tomorrow, Friday evening, 10 p.m. East Coast time. Very early in the morning, Saturday, Japan time. We expect all of it to be about combat. Maybe see the class of combat trailers and things like that. Some fun stuff. We'll go through a a couple last-minute wish items. But if you're watching the show on readycheckradio.com or on YouTube or listening on Spotify... Consider coming and visiting us, visiting us live sometime. Twitch.tv slash ReadyCheckRadio. You never know what we're going to be doing pre or post show. So, uh, yeah, that's always fun. Stop by. If you need directions, ReadyCheckRadio.com, upper right-hand corner, all the socials. Click on them. Turn on those notifications. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. It's the easiest way to support us, not only myself, but also Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I'm doing, fi- well, <laughs> it's been a crazy week. We'll definitely get into that, but... uh I'm glad to be here. Relax. Talk about some Square Enix, and I'm hyped for this. This is this is the beginning. I mean, this to is get it. Us to Endwalker. Yeah, this, yeah. I this mean, is this it. Is, this, this is ah, the, the the train be- is about to leave. Yep, 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 yep. We've got a uh, little over two months left. Not counting early access. Mm-hmm. Not counting early access because that we're pretty much exactly two months within like a day or two. Uh, yeah. But a little over two months for the actual launch, and I I had to settle him down for the show today. He's just way too hyper. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? What's going on, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm also excited. I know it's harder to tell. We can tell. We me. can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I am really excited, actually, to watch. Like, my, my whole FC is going to get together in Discord, and we're going to watch it probably almost all the way through. That should be pretty fun. I, I, I think we're going to get a lot of dudes. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's four hours long, but... Uh, Yep. It feels yep. like it's been a while, even though it really has only been a couple of months, but it feels like it's been a while since we've gotten like a lot of substance. So. Well, yeah, I mean, because the big drops were the fan fest, which was all condensed into one event rather than three different yep. events and having things broken up a little bit. And then we got the like the 14 hour community stream and a little bit of stuff there too. But yeah, I mean those were the last and a live letter during the the fan fest. But the that was it. And, and now we're we're getting down to the wire. Still got a little bit of time left. Hope you're working on getting your regalia mount. If you uh, haven't gotten it already, that event is live, as we talked about last week. Get yourself 200,000 Mandeville Gold Salsa points. And get yourself what I think is one of the cooler mounts in the game, uh, particularly in its flight form. Uh, it's, it's a pretty awesome-looking mount. So Four-person. Four-person. Yeah, yeah. Take you, your friends with you. You and your bros. You yep. and your bros can go on a little adventure in the regalia mount so enjoy it gentlemen i know we've talked uh the last couple episodes about stuff we want to see and right now i want to do take the yeah exactly q bro trip uh i do want to take the opportunity there will be uh some live streams going on we will not be your camera did that stupid flicker thing again chronos i'm sorry no yeah, I, I, I i know i just saw it out of the corner of my eye on discord yeah. <laughs> um 
Uh, Tark, I know you're going to be streaming tomorrow uh, on your own yes. channel with some live reactions. We're not going to be doing anything here. There's uh, some some people I would I would uh, refer you to so that we're not just all stepping on each other's toes yeah. here. Uh, Happy, of course, Mr. Happy is going to be doing his live reactions with Sly and Ethis, who I am still to this day trying to get a hold of. The dude is like the busiest guy ever. So if he is watching this or you are a real life friend of Ethis, tell him to check his DMs on Twitter and Discord and, and everything. It's It's been two months now. But yeah, so uh, obviously the three of those will be going. Tark, you'll be doing your thing on your channel Kronos, yep. are you going to be streaming anything? I know you're hanging out with friends to watch it, but not, doing nothing live? We're just doing like a private thing in Discord. It'll just be like probably my raid group, just yeah. watching it together. I'm so, going to be no finishing screen. up the other table with the overhead camera and uh, the new cameras and new rigs and everything for some additional streaming stuff um, Friday night while I'm listening to it into Saturday. So we'll probably start testing some of that stuff Saturday afternoon maybe, uh, but definitely Monday. So... Uh, Dave, long time no see. Thank you for, for coming and, and uh, hopping into chat. Normally, thank you so much for the sub, by the way. Uh, I would give you the cheers and everything, but in the middle of the show, we spare the YouTube viewers that, uh, the cheering and the disco. I'll give you the disco lights. Screw it. There you go. You got some disco lights behind me. The sub is worth it. Thank you. Uh, I know, gentlemen, we have talked about what we expect. You know, a lot of combat uh, information. Not just probably with the new classes and the new trailer there, but probably some of the classes we know are getting a bit of a rework, uh, whether that be Summoner, whether that be Monk, uh, some of the other thoughts. We talked about abilities that we think could probably go by the wayside and maybe some types of abilities that would help alleviate rotational challenges in some classes. We've got a little over 24 hours, Kronos. You've had plenty of time to think about it. Any last-minute things you'd really like to see Yoshi P and team bring to the live letter tomorrow night? That's an easy question. So I want ultimate news. Well, I mean, was, yeah, uh, I don't. I know. Uh, we, I'm not yeah. saying we're gonna get it. I'm not. You're yeah, yeah. Me oh, yeah, yeah. This is wish list uh, yeah, yeah. stuff. This is wish list yeah. stuff. I, I would like, even if it's just like a little bit more. I mean, last time. We got a screenshot, which is more than I thought we'd get. Um, so maybe we get something. That'd be cool. But I, I'm not gonna like hold my breath, but Tark, what do you what would you like to, to see added in here? I want to see what Sage's unique mechanic is. Um, you know, it's not gonna be cards, lilies, aether flows. But since Sage is gonna it's be my new four job, floating it's my big sorty things. Well, I mean, I what else do you want to know? That. What else do you want to know? That's my weapon, and it's going to be glorious. But I want to see what their unique mechanic is. Um, if they're going to be uh, kind of that hybrid where Astro is, where it's healing and uh, DPS contribution. Uh, I think that would be swell. Well, all the healers are kind of, and again, you two are the best to talk to this. I heal casually. Both of you do it on a on a you know consistent. That is your main uh, healers. They're all going to get essentially a little bit of a revamp here right because now we're there, seeing yeah. the we'll have four healers and we're kind of dividing them two and two in a you know pure healer and a barrier type healer uh yep. functionality once sage is introduced so how do you think that's going to change the overall dynamic with all four healers uh on the board chronos and and what can we see tomorrow that would kind of help set the stage for if you like healing this way, these are the classes. And if you like healing this way, these are the classes you should play. 
I, I think we're gonna get the answer. My my guess is like you're gonna have like a buff healer and then like a damage healer for each in each role because they like to do stuff like that. They like to like very like section stuff off. And I, I mean I feel like because that now that they're divided into region and shield, so I think you're gonna see. I mean my guess is you're probably gonna see like white mage. It's gonna be like the pure damage region. Astro is gonna be the buff region. My guess would be scholar is gonna be the buff shield, and then sage yep. will probably be your damage shield healer. Um, but again, that's just speculation on my part um, as far as like guessing what they're going to do. I am interested to see their job beater too, just to see what it is. Maybe they turn into a Gundam or something. I don't know. <laughs> ah, but uh, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going to go because we've only seen like a couple abilities, right? And we know yeah. all we really know is they're a shield healer. Yep. Yeah. So pretty much. Um, we do know that the party finding tool when you're, you know, searching for parties is going to now segregate the healers. So you can look for a specific type of healer, but Tark, I don't think we expect that to actually impact like the duty finder or anything like that. This would just be: Do you think it's just going to be the way they presented it so far, in that you can create a party and have people search, but and categorize what you're looking for, but the duty finder remains untouched? It's just looking for a healer, or does the duty finder get a, a little bit of a revamp too for some certain healer content? I don't think they're going to restrict it per se, but I feel that they might, if they can find an eight-man party, the preferential regen barrier healer to go into that slot. And if it doesn't find it in a certain amount of time, then they'll just take the two that they to get the duty going. See, I don't even think it's going to do that. Like my my yeah, personal opinion is like I think they're not going to do anything with the duty finder because to me it's counterintuitive almost, right? Like you're adding a fourth healer class uh, into the game to kind of alleviate those cues a little bit. Uh, the same way when you add a tank, you're trying to alleviate those cues a little bit. More options for people to play tank and healer should, in theory, decrease the, the timer for DPS players because there's more tanks and healers queuing up. I think if you then segregate it, that's kind of counterintuitive. Just my take on it. I, Kronos, I don't know where you fall on this one, but I don't, I don't think they're going to touch that one. No, the duty finder is going to be the same. Uh, I would imagine you're going to see some party finder changes, like you said. I mean, we pretty much already know that. that like, yeah, you're they, be able that to they confirmed, that yeah. Um, and I think that's really only going to affect savages and ultimates. Like, uh, who cares in extremes if you take two white mages? Who who really gives a crap? Like, no one. Yeah, and dungeons, I mean, you, hell. You, know, you don't even need yeah. a healer for most of them anymore. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah. With the number squish, really things matter. could change, right? That is <laughs> a, another thing. The number squish does factor into uh, this whole duty finder and challenge and damage output and all of that stuff percentage wise it doesn't you're not getting weaker but numbers wise this is a rework a, a, to a large extent tark for enmity right i mean tanks yeah, haven't had to worry about shit forever in this <laughs> game they haven't had to worry about shit about it but uh those numbers are so big that it's breaking the system that's why they're having to do this so yeah that's good times so we'll see the live letter, and then a little further along, a couple of weeks here, Final Fantasy XIV is going to make an appearance at the Tokyo Game Show. We actually have a lot of what Square Enix is going to be presenting, at least game-wise, what we expect to be there and what they've confirmed will be there. But Final Fantasy XIV will be there. And at first I thought, you know, that's, that's kind of weird, isn't it? That's pretty close to the live letter. And 
not close enough to the expansion to really have anything too new or groundbreaking that you were going to talk about. Uh, but then when I think, Kronos, when you look into what exactly they're planning to do at uh, the Tokyo Game Show with Final Fantasy XIV, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Basically, they're going to have uh, Yoshi P just play the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fluff. It's, it's I, total I, fluff, yeah. I think usually TGS is around the time where, like, we'd be looking more toward, like, the first patch, but that's not the case. Right, this time. right, sure. yeah. So, so, Tokyo yeah, Game Show will be October 3rd uh, this yeah. year. And there's from Square Enix, on Sunday we'll be featuring a stroll with Yoshi P, where producer and director Naoki Yoshida will be taking a leisurely trip to a random world in Final Fantasy XIV. Please look forward to it. So it feels a little more like a community thing than an actual... Uh, showcasing of Final Fantasy XIV in any real way, uh, which of course I'm sure everybody will be respectful and they won't slam seven thousand players into the one area that Yoshi P. Yoshi P. has been on our, my server before. I have screenshots of me next to Yoshi P.'s character, uh, you know, and seven thousand other people there too. But you know, I invited all of them, so it's okay. They were all friends of mine. Uh, has Yoshi P. ever been on your server, uh, Kronos, with you hanging out with him? He was, I think, when I was on a different server. I've never seen him on Lamia. Uh, it used to be on Diabolos, and he went. I think he was on there one time, if I remember correctly. I didn't really like go over there, but like I know like some of my FC mates were like taking pictures. Um, I mean, I, he's not going to be on Aether for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Unless he's so, already got uh, the character that, made. <laughs> that narrows it down a little bit. Tark, what about you? Ever hung out with Yoshi P in game? Never hung out with them. Never had that pleasure. Uh, would be awesome. I've bounced around a couple different servers, so I probably have missed him. We've probably just passed by each other. Well, I mean, I'm sure he was looking for you. You were just busy. You, well, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you it's, know. you know, we know Yoshi P. We're you, like, you know, we're you like, want to hang out and talk to someone, but you're in a duty. You yeah. can't send a tell. You got, yeah, you, you know. got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, before we get away from Tokyo Game Show, we will sidetrack a little bit here away from Final Fantasy XIV just for a second, since we are talking about uh, Tokyo Game Show. We still, although we know Square Enix wants Final Fantasy 16 to be at the show, we still know that Yoshi P kind of doesn't want it to be at the show because he doesn't like that whole trickle of information stuff, and he'd rather just show you a lot when it's not all that far away. So still no word on if 16 will actually be there or not. Uh, even if it's just a reshowing of the same trailers we've seen, I still tend to believe that Square is going to get their way in some fashion here, even if it is just reshowing that trailer again. Uh, I, I think they just want 16 in front of as many eyeballs, but no confirmation on any of that stuff. But we do know that the Square en uh, Enix Tokyo Game Show, kicks, uh, show stuff kicks off on October 1st for them. They're going to be uh, opening a show with a lounge jam music event. And then they're going to follow that up with an in-depth look at Forspoken, which I think I cannot wait for. The gameplay trailer got me more excited for it. Tark, I can't wait to see an in-depth look at this game now. We know it's not January. It's now spring of 2022. But still, that's not all that far away either. Uh, so it's going to be nice to see a real first in-depth look at this title. And honestly, this is the only thing that excites me about Square Enix at Tokyo Game Show. Really? 
Yeah, unfortunately. Besides, like, maybe the, the possibility list. of seeing 16. Uh, I, I put that at, like, 20% at best. Um, yeah, I, this is definitely on my top list for 2022. Uh, definitely a day one purchase. It looks amazing. I love the fluidity of the of the movement and travel. I want to see more in combat and progression systems and what the game's about. Um, but so far, the couple trailers we've had just definitely have me stoked. Yeah, Kronos, I think all three of us are, are really ready for this one. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it, too. Can't wait to see 10 minutes of gameplay and then 60 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, because October 2nd, <laughs> I mean, at least they're separating them, right? But October 2nd does bring the Guardians of the Galaxy update. But there are some additional things. I'm not as down on the Tokyo Game Show uh, for Square as as you are, Tark, uh, because they are going to be talking about Dragon Quest X offline. We know they've they confirmed that they were making that offline version of what is an MMORPG in the East. We don't know if it was going to come west or anything at all. So I am interested to watch that portion of the show. I tried playing that. I played it for two or three days. But unlike jumping into Fantasy Star Online 2 in Japan when it was only available in Japan and having the benefit of English patches and everything, you didn't have that benefit no. with Dragon Quest X. So it was really, really tough to, to figure some stuff out. Always an MMO that I wanted to play more of. And you know what? If I've got to play it as an offline thing, okay. You know what? That's fine. But we don't know if it's coming west yet. There was no confirmation of that Correct. when they announced this. So I am interested to see if they answer that question one way or the other. They're going to talk about the Saga series, uh, which has been getting a little bit of love in some collection remakes uh, that were released recently. And I am super interested to uh, watch an interview with Nobuo Uematsu, one of my favorite all-time composers, whether it's video game uh, music or otherwise, one of my favorite, favorite composers. Uh, and you know what? I mean, it's going to be nice to see him because he hasn't been in the best of health lately. Uh, certainly wish him the best uh, because I want him to be around until I'm gone. Like, l l yeah, he, he, yeah, isn't he immortal? I yeah, he can can we just have <laughs> Nobuo Uematsu outlive me? Um, but Just maybe like, I should rephrase. Like, let's have let him have him live to like two hundred. Because you know, if I say something stupid like "just have him outlive me," I'm for sure gonna get hit by a bus tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, let's have him just live to two hundred, and and, uh, and I'll be fine with that. Also, getting a gander at new content coming for Brave Exvius uh, on the mobile side. Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. We'll get some feedback on how the trial edition went. That's the uh, original Final Fantasy in basically a Demon Souls uh, overview. Part of that, yeah. See, see, so I think there's more here than you that you're interested in than you were giving credit to. I again, Forspoken number one. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, Stranger of Paradise is down at like number three. There's no number two, mind you. There's no number two. And then I know for day three, you're super looking forward to First Soldier. I mean, that's got to be top of your list, right? No? No? Okay. <laughs> Thought I'm, you were a mobile guy. I'm going to let you do the review on that one. Yeah, October 3rd, we will see Final Fantasy VII First Soldier. That's the mobile Battle Royale game. Tark played the beta a little while ago. Of course, Tark will keep us posted when it releases with an official review 
Uh, hopefully it'll be better than the near one, which was just oh my god <laughs> monetization, monetization, monetization. You gotta admit that was funny though. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> Deep Insanity Asylum, which I totally forgot about. I absolutely one hundred percent forgot about. Then we'll have the live play session with Yoshi P for fourteen, and then hey, check it out, check it out, Kronos. I know you're happy. I'm happy. There'll be a little. They're saying there'll be a little more Dragon Quest Ten news, which I think is a little weird. That Dragon Quest Ten leaks from one day to the other, so you know I wouldn't have expected it to be big enough to do that. But then there's going to be a workshop introducing beginners to Final Fantasy, the trading card game. Square Enix is bringing FFTCG to their Tokyo Game Show plans and presentations. I think the last time I saw them do this, Kronos, was E3 what? The year it came out? The year it came out? Because Josepher did like a 12-minute tutorial video that they aired at the event. Yeah, there was... I think they did it a second year too, but it was very brief. And it was like on their like side stream. Um, I know... I remember what you're talking about, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is really cool. Um, It sucks that it took this long. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but at least they're doing it uh this is probably like the biggest thing i've seen it's like because like even when they did it e3 i feel like we kind of had to dig to find that they were doing it yeah yeah you, you didn't know what you being, were looking for you didn't accidentally yeah. learn they had a tcg and they're actually reporting it like with their main stuff so that's kind of cool um i really hope that they give this game its due because the game is really good they just do a really bad job of advertising it <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, obviously, COVID hasn't helped the situation with any TCGs as far as physical play and stuff like that. So uh, if you are, by the way, learning or wanting to learn Final Fantasy TCG, not only do I stream Final Fantasy TCG content on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern right here, where I teach new players, uh, we deck build together with crazy ideas with chat. It's all very interactive. We taught Tark how to play, uh, and he's been popping in and out of there on streams playing. But we do play on Octagon, the unofficial online uh, tool that you can use to play it. I recently put up on Ready Check Radio's YouTube a tutorial on how to get started with Octagon. That series, I've been asked to continue it. So we will continue that and we'll do some videos on actually how to get a deck in there, how to play while you're in there, keybinds and stuff like that. So if you want to learn, stop by that stream. There is no such thing as a dumb question. We just have a lot of fun uh, with the game we love. So there you go. You don't have to wait till Tokyo Game Show for your FFTCG stuff. Now back to 14. Not a lot of news. I got one more thing, though, gentlemen, that I, I do want to show you. Uh, and this just, you know, I like rhythm games, right? I've streamed DJ Max on here. You know, I've streamed all kinds of stuff. I, I beat Saber on the que- uh, Oculus uh, Quest 2 is freaking tremendous. I haven't played it in a while. I'm probably going to play it after the show now that I've said that. Uh, someone has actually created Final Fantasy's 14 or Final Fantasy 14's The Twinning Dungeon in Rhythm Doctor. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Rhythm Doctor, this is a rhythm-based game. Uh, a little on the easier to get into side that is not by any stretch to say it is not challenging. It can be super challenging but it is a little bit easier for you to get into than some of those four, six, and eight button, you know, jobs, like a DJ Max. Uh, so they've created the entire dungeon in here. So Rhythm Doctor, 
You can go buy that for like 15 bucks. This is a fan mod uh, made by Kamayana. Use the level editor to remake the entire dungeon from Shadowbringers. Four pixelated characters making their way through and fighting all the bosses. And you will hear songs like A Long Fall by the Primals and some others in there. This is way too cool for its own good, Tark, and absolutely confirms that, you know what? Theatrhythm needs to make a comeback. We need more of those. But more specifically, I want a Final Fantasy XIV only rhythm game at this point. I mean, come on. I might actually get into the genre if they did a 14 version of that. Um, if you can make these. This is a really cool. If you can make really these. Cool I watch you, this. You can make a rhythm game for Final Fantasy 14 yeah. for me. By the way, these vinyls are beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Go ahead, Tark. Sorry. Uh, this is pretty cool. I, I love that someone stood in the AOE and just got wiped. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it made me want to actually go listen to the music. So I, after this, I, I went and actually listened to some of the songs, some of the primal uh, renditions. The music in this game is so good and it would absolutely convert over to a rhythm game. There's no no reason not oh, to do 100%, 100%. it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Are, are either of you, did I, either of you like get into theatrhythm uh, all that much? I, I think any, we any talked about it at one point. Yeah, we I, did. Have, yeah. I have both of them. I, I own both of them. I still play them. Cool. They have some 14 I, I songs on there. Yeah, there are a few. I, I want that's one that's just all 14 14 now at this edition. Point. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it'd be cool. You were able... Yeah. There was enough music to make a four-vinyl set. You got enough music for a rhythm game. <laughs> oh, I mean, this this game has... I don't even want it on the tracks. Like, oh at least 500, right? So right? Yeah. Tremendous stuff. So, uh, huge props. This was great to watch, too. I haven't gotten to play it yet. I do own Rhythm Doctor. Uh, but I haven't, so I haven't gotten to play this uh, myself yet. But uh, I will, I will definitely get it, and we'll check it out on stream. Uh, other Square Enix news, gentlemen. Moving away from fourteen. Don't forget, live letter tomorrow. Got some rumors for you. They are just rumors. So let me say that yeah. right away. They are just rumors. Rumors with an asterisk. With an asterisk. And NVIDIA has replied to these uh, rumors, so we will include their reply to these rumors in just a moment. Uh, but first, I'll give you the rumors itself. There was a NVIDIA GeForce Now data leak that dropped a ton of title names of games. Now, whether these games exist, whether they're in development whether NVIDIA was prepping database stuff for them or already knew about them, we don't know. We'll get to NVIDIA's reply in just a second. But they did have a data leak that spilled a bunch of unannounced titles, some of which, some of which belonged to Square Enix and included Final Fantasy VII Remake. Imagine that, the PC version. Uh, we kind of all know that's coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's coming. But also in the list, an eventual PC port of Final Fantasy 16, gentlemen. Okay, fine. Ooh, we probably knew yeah. that that was going <laughs> to come at some time, that was, too. That's a safe bet. Yeah. All right, how about this? A Final Fantasy IX remake. <laughs> and a Final Fantasy Tactics 
remastered both titles that appeared on the list tark are you you okay tark you look a little oh my god Uh, this is not a drill like this (laughs) this is not a drill um also on there that piqued my interest was a chrono cross yeah yeah which you can't you can't keep jumping ahead we're not there yet I just um, mentioned a Final Fantasy IX oh, remake. We had to cut to ugh. you at that point. That would be amazing. It, it made my heart a flutter quite a bit. Uh, I was actually more stoked about the Tactics remaster. Yeah, we've talked I about that, that many times on this show. Oh, game is so good. It's in my top five Final Fantasies of all time. It getting a remaster love. Just just fix over the graphics so just a little bit, smooth it out those those edges. Ah, mwah, would be beautiful. Yes, please. We also had a Chrono Cross remaster. Spoiler. Uh, Way to go, Dark. (laughs) Um, Also, Kingdom Hearts 4 was was mentioned in here as well. A new strategy game from Square Enix with no title. Uh, Tomb Raider's 25th anniversary. And some other unannounced... Uh, untitled projects as well. Now, this is by far, or by no means, uh, representative of the complete list, by the way. We're focusing on just the Square Enix titles here for the uh, sake of the show. Now, NVIDIA did respond to this leak. Square has not, interestingly enough. They probably were like, NVIDIA, you need to fix this. Um, NVIDIA it's not did... our fire to put out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Uh NVIDIA is aware of an unauthorized published game list with both released and or speculative titles used only for internal tracking and testing. Inclusion on the list is neither confirmation nor an announcement of any game. NVIDIA took immediate action to remove access to the list. No confidential game builds or personal information were exposed. Okay, so obviously good on that last part that no personal information or anything was exposed. But Kronos, I gotta say, right? We saw Epic Games database get leaked a little bit, and that led to an Alan Wake remaster at the same time we saw Final Fantasy PC, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake for PC. Alan Wake confirmed. We really think it's just a any day now the PC version of Final Fantasy VII is is going to be announced. While I can understand having placeholders in a database, I use them all the time when I am building software for work and testing them. I don't generally make my placeholders the names of highly anticipated or highly desired titles, remakes, or remasters. That's generally not something I do. Most of the test users in my database are named Donald Duck, Daisy Duck, Mickey Mouse. I'm not putting titles in there like Chrono Cross <laughs> Remastered. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I do, I do similar stuff like that, but not really like this level. Like I do what you do essentially, because you know I work as a QA tester. Um, so my data, you know, it's typically it's like Bruce Banner, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I put those kind of names in there. Um, but no, I think if even a portion of these are true, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think there is some validity validity to the leak. Um, obviously, like Final Fantasy VII Remake has been mentioned so many goddamn times now. It, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, we yeah, like it, we know. Like it's it's okay. You don't even have to include it in the leaks anymore. I feel like at this point, like it's gotta. I, it's just a matter of when, like you said. Uh, the Tactics Remaster, like 
just put it on Steam, please. Like, I, that's good enough for me. Um, I, I do hope they like fix it up a little bit though if they're gonna actually remaster it. The remake, the nine remake, caught me off guard though. Like the Chrono Cross remake is probably something. I think when we discussed what was it like a few months ago when there was like a deal between a company that's like doing some remasters or remakes, right? Mm-hmm. And we had brought up the Chrono series as one of them. Yep. So like that doesn't really super shock me, but the nine remake does, um, and it feels like it's a little. I don't know if it's true. Like that—that's the one that I'm not sure. Um, I'd love to like, see I, a Chrono Cross remake. I, I'd actually like yeah. to see that more than Chrono Trigger. I think remaking Chrono Trigger is probably a higher degree of likelihood that you could do more damage than good. Yep. I agree. Uh, I would love to yeah. see a Chrono Cross remake. Chrono Cross is a criminally underrated game by many. Uh, I concur. Not not by all. There are people that recognize you know the beauty and I'll tell you what that opening track in that opening mm-hmm. cutscene with the book and the pages, and then it starts cutting to, like, the cameras and on people's faces and stuff. That opening track, <laughs> tremendous, tremendous track. If you've never seen it, YouTube, uh, Chrono Cross opening scene. You, you, won't yeah. be dis- you won't be disappointed. Just listen to the whole soundtrack. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, Tark, so likelihood of some of these titles in your book. Um, the, I think the song is called Scars of Time, if I'm remembering correctly, by the way. I think that's right. The fact that they said that this is speculative titles, I'm sorry. Where was anybody speculating a Final <laughs> Fantasy IX remake? <laughs> like, chat, can you tell me that you guys were speculating on that? Because I had no clue that that was even a thing. I don't know if you two thought it was a thing. Um, but that caught me way off guard. The fact that they're saying speculative, I'm like... No, if it's on this list and you're confirming the list is real, you're confirming it, but it's speculative. No, this is not speculative. This is this is going to be something, maybe not anytime soon, but I think this is coming, and I am all giddy. Yeah, I, I, I it's hard to disagree because I said the same thing. It's like these are weird names to be using as testing or placeholders in your database. Yeah, you know, they're just so oddly specific and there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got to believe it would be like Chrono Cross Remaster 1, Chrono Cross Remaster 2. If somebody was just feeling goofy and decided to put Chrono Cross Remaster in there, I. I, I agree. Some of these are definitely coming to fruition. Some of them have to be talked about projects that maybe see the light of day or maybe don't, but are being talked about or worked on to some degree. It's This is definitely a piece we're probably going to end up coming back to uh, yeah. and saying, nice try, NVIDIA, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, you got to imagine that Square's pissed, though, at them. Oh, they have to be livid, you... right? I mean, all the developers out for all those titles on those. Like, what the hell's going on over I there? I mean, here's the thing, though. Once they announce, if those are true and Square announces them, they're going to get such good feedback. They're going to forget this even happened. They'll be fine. Yeah, probably. But like, if they, if they the have now. an event, oh, yeah, right now they're probably a little pissed. But if they have an event where they announce Tactics, just Tactics Remaster and Nine Remake, fuck all the other titles. Who cares? Just those two, people would be so happy that you wouldn't even remember that this happened. Like, <laughs> Like if half of these are true, they'll be fine. I don't know. Square Enix or uh, Square Enix is is a very traditionally you know Japanese company, yeah. uh, and this is a breaking of honor. If if they were oh, supplied, yeah. like Nvidia yeah. was I supplied mean, this information, and and it, and drop the ball here. It's 
It's not the first time stuff oh, like this happened. It won't be the it last. It won't be the last. No. Yeah, like, it, it, you know, it, here's the thing. It's like there's smart people working at these companies. There's also smart people that are hackers. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to, to, to really stop all that stuff. So, Speaking of companies that Square does work with, we found out this week that Dragon Quest Twelve will have a partner in the mix. Not just Square Enix, but they'll be working with Hexadrive. And if that name sounds a little bit familiar to you, but you don't quite remember it, uh, they worked uh, on the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, uh, and they've worked on um, Final Fantasy XV to stick with Square Enix. So you've heard their name before. Uh, Now, it's unlikely that they're going to have, like, any creative control over it, but as far as partnering up for things like assets or or systems and stuff like that, Square Enix picking up a partner. I still want to know more about this game, but we are such a long way off from this one that I guess I'm going to have to just settle for Dragon Quest X news uh, right now because 12 is such a long way away. Yeah, because all we have is a title. We don't have any images. We don't have. We don't even. Yeah, we don't even have the hero trailer yet, and that's Which, that's normally a pretty early thing. Is the the protagonist hero trailer? It just it's just. Hey, this game's a thing. Hopefully, you have a better time than Metroid Prime Four. They're still sitting on a logo. That's true. So, you know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, we got oh, Dread coming. Yeah, I was gonna say Dread's just a couple of weeks away. I can't yeah, no, wait no, for no, that. No. Actually, I'm excited about that too. Yeah. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is gone or has gone gold. Release uh, a little over a month from now on October 26th, but the final is done. It's going to print. The discs are getting ready, and the day one patchwork is already underway, I'm sure. <laughs> get that get that day one patch ready to go. So this is uh, not a day one purchase for me, but for you fans out there, wanted to let you know it is done. It's in the bag. It's at the printers. The discs are getting ready. Tark, I know you kind of look in, but is this a day one for you? This might be wait until reviews and then wait for a month to see if there's any big bugs and patches. I just haven't seen enough to see what this game is actually like. They've, they've shown a lot of jokes. Um, they've shown a little bit of, of action, but like not how the game plays. Right. That makes sense? No, that makes perfect um, sense, yeah. I, just, I, just, I don't know what I'm getting for this game. I don't want to drop 60, 70 bucks on this game when I don't even know what I'm getting. So I'm, I'm definitely holding off at least probably a month. And Kronos, you're just kind of meh about this one. I am. I'm going to buy it day one, though. Are you really? Ooh, you can tell yeah. me then. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, definitely. The Sweet, we got somebody to review it. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play this for sure. I, I'm a sucker for mobile <laughs> games. Yeah, it's yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah, I returned Avengers. I should tell you something, though. Um, uh, but uh, man, even I didn't yeah. return it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's gonna be. Bug- I, I hope it's not buggy because it's a single player. It's just a single player game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, um, we'll see though. I, I like again. I, I am kind of mad on it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm super hyped. I'm buying it because of some because of the Marvel tag on it. Pretty much it. Um, and then hoping for the best. Square Enix filed a patent or was awarded a patent. Uh, for a new AI system for NPCs, gents. To make those non-player characters a little less dumb. A little less dumb. Uh, Specifically, the patent focuses on pathing uh, an awful lot, on NPCs finding their way around a landscape, but then also being able to adjust on the fly 
if environmental factors have changed, uh, i.e. the landscape has moved or rotated or the player has put some obstacle in the way of the NPCs. But not only that, it also talks about NPCs reacting to following, working with a player character. So kind of the way I read this, gents, and I don't know if you felt the same, was thinking about it in the context of like Final Fantasy 15. Like the way everybody worked around Noctis. You know, you were controlling Noctis. How did the characters move? How did they engage themselves in combat? And then Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know, kind of did the the same type of thing. When you were in a party, you were controlling one person. Yes, you could swap, uh, you know, jump to Barrett and make Barrett do something. But how did he move uh, around the environment, around Cloud, around obstacles, and around opponents? So a new patent to make those uh, intelligences a little better um will we see it in a particular game i mean it's not confirmed but i gotta believe we're gonna see it in a lot this isn't the exactly the type of patent you you get for just a one-shot deal and we've already seen two titles that just off the top of my head that could have benefited from better intelligence in these categories tark uh, I can think of one more. Can we put this in Final Fantasy fourteen so that Garuda and Eos don't hang up on a bridge or just some weird rock, and then I'm like, where's my pet? And I got to resummon it because I don't know what the hell happened, but it's still active. It's just somewhere in the zone. It's somewhere out there. <laughs> just somewhere. Where's my master? I don't know. It's a linear path. Keep walking. <laughs> Keep flying. You'll find me. All right, gents, take a look at this. We got a roadmap. Another Ooh, like one. Roadmaps. Another one. So this is about Marvel's Avengers. Obviously, we had the War of Wakanda already uh, released. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Uh, actually, did it already happen? No, it, it, it's this month. I don't remember the date, though. Uh, and then we have Fall and Winter. And I wanted to show this to you to bring a couple of things to your attention and see if maybe you think this could change Marvel Avengers fortunes okay so one you can kind of see almost right in the middle there spider-man we finally have not a date but a time range on when playstation players can expect to see the web slinger in the game so sometime this fall slash winter which unfortunately uh judging by that this is going to be the northern hemisphere uh that means basically anywhere between October and March. That's a pretty big window to still be dangling Spider-Man out of, I think. Also on this list, though, if you take a look, are earnable cosmetics, resources, and gear upgrading. Now, we have complained, and many have complained, since day one, about certain things in this game. Mostly the end game. The gear, how it doesn't feel rewarding uh, once you've completed the story. Marvel's Avengers tweeted out two days ago, better gear upgrading, more rewarding, more late game focused. We hear it. We're reworking this system by the end of 2021. That's ambitious. I also find it very weird, though, Tark, because this was the same company that months ago said, "No, we're not doing that. We're we're I, we're not going to be 
Yeah, we talked about it on the show. And right? I said that's that's the death knell. If they're not willing to work it, they're not willing to put the the time and the money into it. Then what's the point of playing the game at this point? I mean, Glad they backtracked for the sake of the game. I, they have to. They had to. Yeah. Like it is literally why I stopped playing. I never got to max level with any hero. I beat the main campaign, but there was just nothing compelling about even just a gear loop and. I will sit there and I will shoot shit in Final Fantasy, or uh, I'm sorry, in Fantasy Star Online New Genesis, or Destiny 2, or The Division 2. I will play those over and over and over again for a two-point gears upgrade, for God's sakes. Because the gear is cool, it feels cool, it looks cool, it's fun to use, it's fun to mess with. Get me on a gear treadmill and I'm all yours, live service or not. If it's compelling and fun to do. Avengers wasn't. Hopefully no. this will make it. The, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith, Kronos, and I don't think anybody has a whole lot of faith in this, particularly when it's at the very end of the roadmap. Like, it's all the way to the right. So it's in fall or winter. But then their tweet says, by the end of 2021. Like, I I don't even know what to believe anymore uh, regarding this. Something like this could potentially help the game. No doubt. But I think it's just beyond saving at this point. It's never going to be a stellar success. Can you make it I, profitable, I think, is is the target at this point. Yeah. I don't know if you could even do that. I, I think they're kind of like preparing to like kind of send it off into the sunset. Like once they get all... I think this roadmap might be it. But I, I don't know for sure. I, I still think it was a mistake to make this game a live service. Uh, I know you like looter shooters and stuff, but I, I just right, think when or, you're given like an IP I, like this... I like, totally was, agree with you, though. Yeah, I, Out- I Outriders. Outriders is the perfect example, right? Yeah. It's a looter shooter that is fun for me to play. That doesn't have to be a live service. I think Marvel's Avengers could have benefited from that same type of model. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. I think they tried to do something different, and I think it kind of bit them. I, and then now they're trying to salvage it. <sighs> and like some of this stuff sounds good, but is it going to make me rebuy the game? No. I think you're giving a little too much credit. <laughs> I don't think they tried to do something different. I think they tried to do something cheap and fast. Yeah, you, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, <laughs> They're going I, after I, the wallets. I yeah. guess what I was saying is, like, they got an IP, like, a big IP, and they could have just made, yeah, okay, like, okay. you know, okay. they could have just made, like, a beat-em-up Avengers game. And honestly, that would have sold and probably been better reviewed. Um, but I think in that regard is what I'm saying. Like, I felt like they took a risk there, and they were like, oh, let's not just make your mom's Avengers game. Let's do some crazy stuff. And then, yeah, maybe they when they started designing it, they did stuff that you're saying where, like, they kind of went cheap and they're like, how can we nickel and dime people and stuff like that? Yeah. But but I think when they got the IP, they took a risk they probably didn't need to take. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, I would have rather just had a an Avengers game where I just punched stuff and beat the story, which is there, to be fair. But I don't know. I would have rather had, like, more of that stuff and less of the looter shooter stuff. But I understand right. why they tried to do it. It just didn't work. I... Yeah, we'll I see. Know. I, I yeah. you know, three months basically till the end of 2021. These are ambitious statements. We'll we'll see if they yeah. come to fruition. Uh, oddball little tidbit here for you, gentlemen. Um, November 16th. Mark it. Put it on your calendars, ladies and gents. November 16th is the 20th anniversary for a pivotal, groundbreaking. Square Enix masterpiece that almost bankrupted the company. Uh, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within turns 20 years old 
on November 16th. And to mark the occasion, you might think, wow, Square's actually going to mark this occasion. Yes, they are. Yes, indeed they are. How? With a uh, a 4K Ultra HD edition, of course. <laughs> Ooh. I have to say, uh, to prepare for Ann Walker, this is a pivotal piece of... of movie cinema that you probably should watch to get yourself prepared for Endwalker. I think it's that important to the history of the company. If 14 has anything to do with Spirits <laughs> Within when Endwalker launches, I will cancel my sub. <laughs> Dude, what if they do a crossover of it? Oh Get my there. god. <laughs> there, right there. Aki is stuck in Eorzea. Just give her to uh, Noctis and send them both home. So yeah, no, no, her her outfit's gonna be on the mock station. Okay, you gotta November sixteenth, four K, Ultra. I'm probably gonna buy it though. I have it on. Monday. I probably am too. <laughs> I probably am too. <laughs> I was thinking about like that movie was horrible. I, I have it I on Blu-ray. Uh, I am not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. I had on DVD, and I was, you know, two, two steps you know, up. I, you know, I think I might need. Y'all do a that. really good job of making me feel better about myself. Let me tell you, because I buy some stuff that I'm just like, why did I do that to myself? Yeah, and then y'all do gonna this, buy and it's, uh... Yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. I have a massive Blu-ray collection. I, I love collecting Blu-rays. I'm, I'm all about physical media for all of my hobbies. So. Absolutely. Uh, 4K, yeah. I got a 4K player. I got a 4K TV. I got to see those phantoms in 4K. Those glowy orange yeah. floaty ghost bitches. <laughs> Does anybody remember who the voice actors are in that? I There's remember of some of them. Like, Steve Buscemi. Oh, I know Steve, Steve Buscemi. Alec Baldwin is the guy. Uh, the the male like counterpart to Aki. I can't remember Aki's name, but they remember they tried to like make Aki herself like a virtual celebrity. If you remember, like, all the advertising yeah. stuff, they wanted that, not the voice actress, like, her personally, but Aki, yeah. the character, personally. They tried to, like, make her into, like, this digital Hollywood star that was going to be in all kinds of other shit. And, like, didn't she pose for, um, well, I say pose like she's an actual person. Uh, one of the men's magazines, like uh, FHM or a Maxim or something like that, didn't they do an Aki? Spread? I know Lightning. Maybe. I know Lightning did some stuff. God like that. damn so it! You make I, me want to look This it up. is gonna screw my Google search history. <laughs> um, so I, you might be right. They might have done a book, but I remember they also did very similar stuff with Lightning, where she was on like the cover of like fashion magazines. Oh my god! Like it was Maxim. Oh my god! I am not <laughs> wrong. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. 2001 Maxim's Hot 100. Aki Ross was one of them. And there's a picture of her in a, in a bikini. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, hold on. Save, Good times. Save image as... Let's just name this delete after show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what our bite-sized minute computer? of this show is going to be for this week. <laughs> Uh, let me add this on here. And image. That's part of the Hot 100 for crying out loud. I just <laughs> said that, you knucklehead. I know. How much, how much money did Square pay Maxim for that? We did uh, oh. also say that I almost bankrupted them. Yeah, all oh, the movie. The movie ad, yeah, the movie the advertising. The movie crippled them because remember oh. they opened the studio yeah, they made in Hawaii. Studio. Yep. It was in freaking oh, Hawaii. They spent like $25 million opening that studio in Hawaii. 
There you go. <laughs> that looks so bad. <laughs> 2001, <laughs> Maxim Top 100. Like, why would they do that? Dude? 2001 was a weird year, folks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, they tried what to number? What, what number of the Top 100? Oh, I don't know. That's, oh, that's question. a good question. Is it higher oh. than 100? Like, is it, you know... 87. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was... Who? Who was 88? I feel who, bad who for the other 13. <laughs> who was, who was 88? Yeah. them out. Oh, I want to know... Maxim's so Top 100, 2001. Oh, God. Dude, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole, but it's worth it. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah, this is definitely... 87 was Aki. 88 was Krista Allen. I have no idea who that is. Uh, I don't know some of these names. Uh, 89 was Melissa George. 90 was Bridget Moynihan. Bridget Moynihan what? lost to Aki Ross. Oh, Krista Allen? Oh. 91 was Jolene ba uh, Blalock. 92 was Cameron Richardson. 93 was Anna Beatrice Barros. 94 was Tatiana Zavialova. 95 was Ashley Tappen. 96 was Erica Leershen, uh, Leersen. 97 was Jessica Caulfield. 98 was Majandra Delfino. 99 was Rachel uh, Blanchard. And 100 was Nicole Robinson. I mean, <sighs> could you imagine being 88, dude? Like, yeah, that year I got beat out by a CG uh, okay. character. Yeah. Okay, like, no, no. I'll tell you who's 88 is Krista Allen. Yeah, who you is that? You guys remember the movie uh, Liar Liar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he gets in the elevator. Yeah, at the, at the beginning of his day, the woman in the elevator. This is because he got big oh the jugged. the one that is, has the big chest and he makes the comments yeah. about her. No yeah. way, that's, that's her. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna tell you what. Her. I had the grossest crush on that woman Me when too. I was a teenager. She was in Days of Our Lives, and uh, my mom used to watch that soap all the time. She played. I think she played a character named Billy. She was on CSI, the original CSI, and I got a crush on her from then. She played a well, prostitute. Welcome to the Square Enix podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. No way. You got beat out by a CGI. That can't be her, woman. right? Krista nope, Allen. <laughs> I'm, I'm like checking now. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, best known for. Days of Our Lives, Baywatch, Hawaii, and the erotic TV series Emmanuel in Space. <laughs> she was in Emmanuel in Space? Holy shit. She is gorgeous. She is. She's yep. absolutely gorgeous. Well, Aki beat her. I don't know how. Yep. I don't know how. I've just lost Apparently, all Aki faith. can do things that she can't. What were we talking about? Um, Aki. Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, Spirits Within. Yeah, I'll probably buy the 4K. Um, Me too. Last piece, and then we'll go to uh, Love It or Leave It. Let me bring this up for you. Do we have a release date for Final Fantasy 16? Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. So what you're looking at is a little screenshot uh, from the PlayStation Showcase, the initial trailer. That was the one where they were playing chess, right? And all the people mm -hmm. started becoming real and making moves in the real world. Well, towards the beginning of that, you see a subway scene where the character that's front and center in the image is kind of coming off of the platforms. A subway, you know, would have a marquee that displays arrival times. 
Hmm. Hmm. And you can see in this paused shot, Valisthea 616. Valisthea is the world that Final Fantasy 16 is going to take place in. So are we looking at a June 16th release date? I mean, that seems close, but it also doesn't surprise me. And I, I don't know if it surprises you, but all three of us kind of thought this game is further along than Square Enix is publicly saying anyway. So June mm-hmm. of next year really doesn't surprise me. Uh, the 16th is a Thursday, though, so not your typical Tuesday or Friday release, but, you know, whatever. Um, are we looking at a release date hidden as an Easter egg here, Tark? Or is this just Yoshi P trolling? Or could it mean something else? I saw on the Reddit post uh, that this was on somebody saying, well, F is the sixth letter of the alphabet, and this no, is this is F16. That's Da Vinci Code level of thinking right there. Uh, I well, I you say that, but they go replay the original Final Fantasy VII. There's so many references to the number seven in that game. It's insane uh, to me. But, true. But like Square would do it. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, I hope so because this would uh, be right in line with what I've always been saying on this show is that it's it's coming. And as of what now, they're what five years in development. So this game is coming soon. 616 seems just about right to me. Uh, one person in that Reddit post said, no, this is the date for the next event. I'm like, well, how are they planning an event nine months in, in the future like that? That's just absurd. So uh, I, I'm hoping this is release date because that means nine months until this game's out. And that would uh, be credit where due was Game Daddy that posted the image Game on, Daddy Reddit. on Reddit. So we'll, yes. we'll give some credit there. I don't know. Like, I could see them planning big events nine months out, but it also is, like, a little risky to be doing so right now with the whole, like, things go out of lockdown and then back into lockdown and out of lockdown and back into lockdown. So nine months might be a little ambitious on on some of those fronts. But typically in normal circumstances, like, E3 is done and you start planning for E3 next year. Like, that, you know, that's how far out these types of things are. I could definitely see Yoshi P working with Sony to troll us a little bit. Or to just flat out put it in there as a, as an Easter egg. I think it's weird that it's a Thursday, Kronos. I also think that if we're going to see Forspoken in the spring of 2022, June 16th is awfully close to that. that. Like, that doesn't seem to give Forspoken a lot of breathing room unless it comes out, like, very early in the spring. Yeah, end of March, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it feels almost kind of right, but at the same time... I don't trust Square Enix to release stuff this when they say it flat out. So by the time that this gets released, it probably won't be June anyways. So, I mean, I, I think maybe it's an Easter egg, but I don't even think by the time we know it's even going to be right, you know, but I don't know. So it it feels feels right, but feels wrong. Kind of like Aki yeah. being yeah. in the top 100, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've come full circle now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's slide over and uh, do love it or leave it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. Much appreciated. Please make sure to let us know in the comments what you think of some of the topics we discussed today. And make sure you hit that like button. Uh, feed that algorithm for us. We end the show the same way every week. I give you one topic, something Square Enix related. Could be a game, a feature, a character. 
whatever. And you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or you're done with it. Just uh, cast it by the wayside and leave it. And I can think of no more appropriate love it or leave it after today's magnum opus of an episode uh, than Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Kronos, love it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, this is easy. I'm going to go with leave it. I remember going to, like, the movie theaters of this came out being so excited, and then I wasn't sure what I saw after I walked out. Um, I know it's got a bit of a cult following now. Some people actually really like it, but some people also really like the Mario Brothers movie, and I think that's kind of atrocious, but, you know, whatever, to each his own. So I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go with love it. It is a terrible movie. I'm not by any rec- or any stretch of the imagination endorsing this as uh, fine cinema. I am a cinephile. I love movies. This is not a movie that I love, but it is one that I'm going to give the love to. I would like to see more of this type of stuff. It was so ambitious for its time. Surprisingly, you would be surprised at how well the visuals hold up 20 years later. That's how far ahead they were despite the fact that it almost cost Square Enix their company. I love it, even if it's just for the it's so bad, it's good factor. Tark. Uh, I'm going to say leave it with the caveat that I'm still going to buy the 4K HD. Like, if this wasn't coming out, I wouldn't... I, I, it'd still be leave it, you know, just... But it's coming out... The last version of it, just for posterity's sake, is that is on DVD, so I feel like I need an update for this awful movie. And But you got this digital woman that clearly deserves a top 100 spot in a Maxim magazine. I mean, God, it's just... But I'm going to leave it, you know? it. it yeah. You're going to leave it, but they got it. your money. Seems logical. They got my money. Seems logical. <laughs> Seems logical. It's not a logical movie. <laughs> Welcome to being a Square Enix fan, dude. Exactly. Which literally sums everything up in one sentence. Chat, make sure you don't go anywhere after today's show. While we'll be done, Miss Faye Death will just be getting started. What's up, Faye? How are you? What up? I'm well. How about you guys? Look at your ears. You got your ears again? Did you change your hair color, too? Uh, so I did it purple for Dragon Con, and now it's just fading back to whatever peachy weirdness it wants to be. But we're we're rolling. Today. Nifty. What are we playing today? Uh, your favorite glam murder hobo is back with her friends in Destiny Two. Yeah. See, see, they're gonna do some uh, looter shooter grinding. Looter yeah, shooter in a good in a good one, Kronos. In a good looter shooter. In a good looter shooter. Possible. They are out there. They are. Hashtag Borderlands. <laughs> they are indeed. Oh, speaking of that, Borderlands, uh, are you going to be playing, uh, what do you think of um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? I'm so excited. I, like, I can't, I can't see a game that is more fey death in my mind than that game. <laughs> I am so glad that this is my reputation. I have finally, young me is so proud of me right now. I have finally ascended to be associated with such a wonderful thing. I'm so stoked, and we will definitely streaming that when it comes out awesome chat stay tuned we'll go dark for about 15 seconds after the show while we reset the titles for Faye, and she'll be back online we'll be back of course next thursday uh 7 p.m eastern with all of our thoughts on the live letter that airs tomorrow we'll want yours so if you want to leave some comments on this week's show after the live letter i'll bring them to next week's show and we can bat them around between the hosts until then chronos where can everybody find you 
Yeah, same as always. Uh, Twitter below. Uh, I, I might tweet during the live letter, so if you want some spoilers of some things I might say next time, check it out there. Tark. You can find me on Twitch at Tarkoth Gaming, Twitter Tarkoth Gaming, and I am coming back to YouTube. Uh, as of Monday, I will be full-time streaming slash content creation. Uh, so splitting my time between Twitch and YouTube. I uh, hope to see you all there. Wait, wait, Come hang out. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. Wait, I think, yeah. I think something like you tried to sneak something in under the <laughs> wire on me here. Maybe. I, I can't go to my outro screen here full-time. Full time. Full time. So yep. we are no longer at the job. Nope. Uh, some changes have happened. Um, taking a couple days to decompress from what happened, and um, maybe we'll talk about that. You know, offline. Well, then but, get uh, your get your ass over to his stream, over to his YouTube. You got to support a brother. Help him. Yeah, help him live time. out the dream. Help him live out the dream. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A I D E O on Twitter and we'll tweet at you every time we go live with a new podcast or one of our volunteer streamers is playing. I love them all so much. See you next time. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.